not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture, films and TV shows. I am Chris and with me as always is my gunslinging Wild Wild West co-host Sam. How are you doing? <laughs> Spoilers. So yeah. Uh, is it a trailer? I'm feeling pretty good. We've just watched The Mandalorian on the new Disney Plus group watch. How fancy Ooh, was that? That was interesting, fancy. wasn't it? It was so fancy that I could accept an invitation on my laptop on WhatsApp and then it streamed to my Xbox. Bloody We're living technology. in the future. Technology these days. Where was this like six months ago when... Mate, we were, mate, um, mate. It was available a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> like... This is so much better. Like props to props to Disney Plus, right? Because this is so much better than like having to be like, right, should we press play? Are you ready to press play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three, no. two, one. That's what it was like at the beginning of lockdown, trying to watch a film with a girlfriend or with friends or family or something yeah. long distance. That was literally it. That was literally the the only way you could do it. But this yeah. is like revolution. How how long do you think before Netflix and Amazon Prime catch up on this? Well, Amazon Prime probably going to take forever because they need to sort out the home screen first anyway. Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> My weekly bitch about Amazon Prime's layout. But Amazon have... Prime's still trying to earn its money back from buying a certain amount of Premier League games. <laughs> I have a feeling like this would be probably something that Netflix and that will. Uh, I think pick Netflix up on. said a while ago they might have been working on something. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty fluid, oh, to be fair, know. wasn't it? It was all right. Yeah, to be honest, right? like a couple of teething issues at the beginning, but it was literally just like like a minute and it was all sorted and it was fine. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Anyway. I think, I think what kind of tweaked with it was the skippable recap at the beginning was, I think, what what tweaked it for us. Yeah. Um, and also that the host can like pause and rewind it and stuff like that. In fact, yeah. I think anybody could have done that because it came up on the screen saying that I'd done it. So I'm assuming it could go up and say that you've done it. Possibly. But I mean, this is a very long discussion about Disney Plus group watch, which is good. <laughs> but Mandalorian, that's what we're talking about this week is the bloody Mandalorian season two. And we have episode one, chapter nine. And it's very exciting. It's very good, isn't it? The Marshal. The Marshal. We'll get onto that into a little bit, though, because we've got all our other stuff to do first, and we want to make sure people stick around, because, oh boy, it's a doozy to talk about. It's a doozy. Right, uh, so what else have you been watching other than The Mandalorian this week, Chris? Okay, so it's the week. it was the week of spoops. It's past now by the time you guys are listening to this, so what did I start off watching? I watched... Uh, something that you already heard about. So I watched uh, Halloween 2018. I went to watch the original first, but my copy has been left somewhere else in the move. It's in a different box somewhere else. It's not in the actual case, so fuck knows where that is. Well, I watched it on Amazon Prime. I didn't realise that the original was on Amazon Prime, and then the uh, 2018 one is on Netflix. See, when I went to watch it on Prime, I'm sure it said that I had to pay for it. Hmm. Hmm. That's why I didn't watch it first. You've been watching other spoopy movies. Yes. Uh, What else have we watched? Uh, I watched It Follows again, 
Oh man, I love it. Follows. It's such a fucking good film. You would like it. Follows. It's suspenseful, but it's not like it's not like PR horror. It's more just sort of like messing with your mind. Uh, um, the word suspense doesn't go down well with me, as you probably <laughs> found from my reaction to the uh, Halloween episode. But anyway, go um, go check out that uh, Halloween episode if you haven't already. Yes, Ooh, bonus episode. Treat yourself. Bonus. <laughs> Two bonus episodes this week. Wow. Well, last week. I <laughs> <laughs> we um, gotta remember we're always talking in the past tense instead of yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched Gremlins. Gremlins. It's not really a spoop, but it's oh, such a fucking good film. Again, have you Very ever good. watched Gremlins? Yeah, I've watched Gremlins okay. back in yeah. the day. I've it's so fucking. It's so funny. So funny. Also, like I didn't realize like the amount of actors that I realized from other things. So it's like the young cop like there's two cops that drive around the town in it and the young one is mike from breaking bad and better call Saul. oh okay i was i was re-watching it i was like no that's not mike is it i was like no but i was like that nose is like unmistakable (laughs) 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 and i googled it i was like oh it is mike that's cool um what else have i been watching um Continuing to watch uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I was catching up on season one of The Mandalorian. Didn't manage to catch up because I had to go back a couple episodes for the missus. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's something else. Something else. A, a, a bigger one. I don't know. I can't remember. But I did buy. I bought the first seven um, Nightmare on Elm Street films. So I'm going to rewatch them. I'm going to try and watch three of them on Halloween day because we're nice. recording this before Halloween. Yes. Um, I'm going to try and watch three of them to get up to Dream Warriors. I'm not a big fan of the second one, but you've got to watch them in order. <laughs> and what um, else? That, that's pretty much all there that's is it. to mention, really. Yeah. Rounded up? Yeah. Cool. Um, I've watched uh, this week. I continued The Walking Dead, as obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, that every week we talk about how far I'm up to with The Walking Dead. Uh, and I've got up to one of my favourite Negan quotes. That <laughs> is, <laughs> it's uh, every time he goes, damn. And then damn. Um, the bit that I got up to was where he's like talking to Rick at... Um, Alexandria, and he's like, "You ever hear about that one stupid little pick prick named Rick who thought he knew shit, but he didn't know shit, and he got everybody he gave a shit about killed? That's about you, Rick." <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, I remember, I remember you sent me a photo as well when you got up to the episode as well, and I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> yeah." He just comes out. He's like. We pissing our pants yet? <laughs> oh, like, we pissing our pants yet? I like. I totally I love him. Yeah, like Jeffrey D. Morgan is an incredible actor in The Walking oh, Dead. He's such a good Negan. Like he's such a good Negan. Anyone better? Like he absolutely owns any scene that he's in. I, I think I might go back and just rewatch like the Negan arc. Yeah, just go back. I might, and I might just do the, that uh, because the oh, all-out war so bit. Yeah, yeah, just oh man, so good. And little so, pig, little pig, let, let me. me in. You got to do that thing where like you push your chest out as you talk, where you yeah, with a baseball bat over your shoulder. Lucille, 
Remember that oh, Halloween man. where everybody used to dress up as uh, <laughs> Negan from The Walking Dead when it yeah, just it was, came out? It was... <laughs> It's like it's like every year there's like a thing. It was like when Suicide Squad came out, every girl was dressed up as Harley Quinn and every guy was dressed up as Joker. And then when Walking Phoenix as Joker came out, everyone was dressed up as that. It's like a thing every year, isn't there? Yeah, like the popular Halloween character. I don't uh, think I've ever dressed up as anything relevant at the time. <laughs> no. I know like 12 years after it came out, I dressed up as Sean from Sean of the Dead. That was the <laughs> same year I did the Joker from the Heath Dark Ledger's Knight. Joker. Yeah, just yeah, about. when we were younger. Um, one year I did Constantine as well. And like, there was only one person, one person in a nerdy little, like, it wasn't even a nerdy bar. It was just like a proper obscure bar in Northern Quarter in Manchester. Like, one person who was working for the mayor of fuck knows where. <laughs> like... <laughs> she was like assistant to the mayor in like somewhere in Yorkshire and she was wow. like are you just up as Constantine I was like how the fuck did you know who I was <laughs> it's just like the mo- <laughs> and then one of our mates from college that I hadn't seen for years because it was like you know like unisex toilets where it's like mm. they've got separate toilets but it's like a unisex like uh, sink area yeah fucking pitch black it was in there you know like it is in most like bar clubs um but it was halloween as well so there's like just like one swinging light bulb in the corner like an interrogation or something and they're washing my hands and then i just say chris and then like the most amazing skeleton makeup and costume but like because it was so black all i could see was the bone structure of it <laughs> like just leapt on me in this toilet and i was like who the fuck is this i couldn't recognize the voice and it was one of our mates from college and i was like holy fuck i haven't seen you in like three years and then you just leap on me in a dark toilet just like that so your uh, constantine outfit was it the keanu reeves constantine outfit or was it the more comic book based constantine outfit? so it was i kind of did a little bit of a fusion so maybe more people would notice it so i dressed up like the comic book version the the tan coat with the sleeves rolled up the scruffy like hair and everything the red tie um, so it could have but, just been Shaun of the Dead with a, a tan trench no, coat on. <laughs> kind of, kind of. But then on my arms, I drew the tattoos that Keanu Reeves got oh, on his okay. forearms. Yeah. Should have just so got I did your, a little fusion. Should have just got your bloody leg out, mate, if you get what I mean. <laughs> just, just get my fresh tats out. <laughs> could you imagine? I would look like a, like a flasher if I was walking around in a trench coat and just had my bare legs out. You well, be I mean, able to I see saw anything. it like, you, you know, your, your leg rolled up or something, not just like... <laughs> just, just one leg rolled up on my pants. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of it. I watched, uh, obviously we talked about it already, but I watched Halloween, uh, the original 1978 one, and then I watched the 2018 one. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that... Check out Sam's reaction to that on the other episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also watching a little bit of Shit's Creek because my girlfriend was watching it. I know loads of people that have started watching that. It's like, because I haven't got one around to of it the uh, it's because one of the lead uh, actors in there had passed away uh, quite recently. Oh, I didn't realize. So Eugene Levy, I believe, uh, is the one that. Yeah, uh, no, what? or is he still when? alive? Is he still alive? Oh, I would have thought I would have known if Eugene Levy passed away. No. Okay. No, he's still alive. No, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Eugene Levy. I'm just wishing people away here. 
I know someone's sh- died. Uh, Shit's Creek hasn't it ended now after six seasons? Maybe that's why. Maybe the TV show died, and it its final season didn't it win at Emmys and stuff this year. Well, I'm sure an actor died. Fred Willard. Oh, Fred Willard is um, he's in uh, he's the dad from um, he was he was the dad in. What was that space series with Steve Carell that we watched? Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Space yes. Space Force. We spoke about it and at the time. He, yeah, and he was the dad in... Uh, the granddad in Modern Family. Yeah. You know what? I think there was a hoax story going around saying Eugene Levy had died. And I think maybe, maybe. that's what happened. But, to be fair, it's quite funny. It's quite a good little uh, sitcom TV show. Very Modern Family. Uh, but yeah, yeah oh, that's what somebody said to me this week. Very modern family. Yeah. Uh, right. Cool. Um, shall we talk about bits of news and stuff that's come up over the last week? Um, but there's a lot yeah, of stuff I, from I'm the do trailers first. Oh, if you okay. Don't mind. And then we'll do the news because like Bloody... the news seems to sort of flow into itself. Bloody switching it up a little bit this week, aren't you? Changing it up. Make sure you refer to that. on their toes. Make sure you check out that bloody time code and make sure you're getting your uh, your sections also, right also uh, also it just means that people have to listen to the full thing instead of skipping around if they like can kind of predict where different things are mm, can't this week no well anyway what you can do this week is we should probably start saying this more up top because we save it right to the end but you should probably go check out us on facebook twitter and instagram at get real pod mm-hmm. uh also we have a alternative podcast which isn't alternative like it's got eyeliner on and all that. It's more like the case that it's it's, uh, it's the goth phase podcast. It's the mom. It's not a phase. It's not a phase. Um, no, we have a gaming podcast, which is run by our friends Richard and Lawrence. You should probably go check that out as well. Uh, just to give you a heads up, all the links are in the description and the podcast notes. So I believe when you're listening to this, episode three is going live in two days on Wednesday. Yeah. They so- release on a Wednesday morning, whereas we release on a Monday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let's get on to some trailers then. Okay, so the first one, uh, we sort of watched it together, Songbird. Right, so this is... So well, this is going to come out. This is going to come out just when we've r- forgot about COVID, and COVID's not a thing anymore. And then we get this film to like remind us, yeah, this is uh, what we went through, but not kind of what we went through. It could so, have been worse. I don't know when this film was made, or like because this. So it's a pandemic film, and it seems like it's like it follows different characters going through the pandemic, but it seems to mostly follow. One girl who's trapped inside of her apartment. Uh, she was in a Netflix film recently. Let's get up the cast list so we can talk about it real quick. Uh, I've got the cast list. So, is it Jenna Ortega? Oh, no, uh, Sophia Carson? No, Sophia it's Carson. Sophia Carson. Yeah. So, she was in a Netflix film called Feel the Beat. And it was <laughs> paint by numbers. It was bad. Trust me, it was bad. Oh, she was in the Descendants trilogy as well on Disney. Did not realize it was her. It was her. She looks a lot older now. Uh, also, I also watched the first one, and it's dog shit. Don't bother wasting your time. It's definitely um, made for five year olds. But in terms of cast, you've got KJ Apper as the protagonist for this. Yeah, uh, Archie from Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would say like she seems like more of a lead role than he did. He seems to mm-hmm. be like the protagonist, as in like he's the one going on like a journey to try and like 
protect his girlfriend, Sarah, played by Sophia Carson. But mm-hmm. it seemed like most of the trailer was following her. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Alexandra Daddario in there, uh, Demi Moore, got Paul Walter Hauser. Craig Robinson himself. Yeah. Peter Stormare. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy's got the greatest face and voice there is. Um, so, yeah, like, I knew it was a pandemic film going into the trailer. <laughs> but then you get a news reel, like, five seconds in, and it's called COVID-23 is the outbreak, and they're on, like, week 2000 or something of lockdown. Yeah, it's like week 230-something, <laughs> like, and they're talking about lockdown. Too, and it's too, very... Too yeah. <laughs> it's very close to home, isn't it? Too too close to the bell, honestly. Yikes. But I mean, considering you think a film like this would have nobody in it. Do you get what I mean? You think a film about fucking COVID-23. Yeah. You don't think I, someone I, like Michael Bay would be attached to it. Yeah, he's an executive producer, isn't he? It's also got producers from... Um, at the same time, it's probably uh, exactly who you think would be attached to it. So this is coming out next year. I want to know when they filmed this. Um, romantic thriller film based on COVID-19, even though it's called COVID-23 in the trailer. Maybe it's like a different strain, you know, like it's mutated and that's why it's going on so long. Um, um, it actually began shooting. It was the first film to start shooting during the Los Angeles lockdown. That right, so that's in... how they got so much like LA footage with the roads empty, which is pretty cool. Well, that was in July, so they've turned like part of this around really freaking quick. That's what I was thinking, but I was also trying to figure out if like they filmed a pandemic film and then the pandemic struck, and then they just changed the name of the pandemic in it. That's what I was trying to figure out, but no, it seems like they just full-on filmed during a pandemic about a mad like sci-fi pandemic. <laughs> I mean, this film just proves that COVID cannot stop you. Releasing and filming a film. It's like, you know, like, science fiction from the 50s, which is just, like, real life now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is science fiction from 2021, and it'll be true in 2023. But it's good to see KJ Apper in something else apart from Riverdale. Because I don't think he's um, really been in much else than what I've seen anyway. He did A Dog's Purpose. Have you heard of that film? Uh, No. That is that film is just crybait. So like it was quite a big film. It had um a dog's purpose. It's not Patrick Dempsey. It's not Richard Gear. Dennis Quaid it had in. Uh, and Josh Gad. Um, oh yes, Josh Gad. I know yeah, Josh Gad. Uh, Josh Gad voices the dog. So basically, it's about a dog that keeps getting reincarnated and lives all these different lives, but it means that the dog keeps having to die. So you see this dog die like seven times in the film, and it's heartbreaking. Um, oh, and KJ Apa plays a young Ethan, and then Dennis Quaid plays uh, an older Ethan. Also, Dennis Quaid, father of... Um, what's his name from uh, The Boys? Uh, the lead actor in The Boys? Uh, oh, Carl Urban. No, uh, Jack Quaid. Huey, <laughs> Quaid. Carl Urban. <laughs> Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. Yeah, it's his dad. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, A Dog's Purpose is heartbreaking. Don't watch it. <laughs> it's like it's like the last 
10 minutes of Marley and me, but for a full two and a half hours. So the big summary of this, the big summary of this film that Chris gave you was for you to not go and watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. If you if you care about dogs in the slightest, don't watch it. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, like KJ Apper is in being in more films. He he's also done another one which I don't think got released where he plays a musician where he is actually a musician as well. He plays guitar in Riverdale and stuff like that. He's released an album mm. as well. He's a big uh, Ed, Eddie Van Halen fan. Yeah. I mean, you can't really judge anybody's acting talent from Riverdale, because so, Riverdale is just such a trash script. Like, I watch it all the time, and it's so terrible, but it's so fun, and, like, I can't stop watching it. You know what I mean? Like, it's so campy and shit, but you can't stop watching it. Have you got anyway, any other trailers? that's Songbird. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got Stardust. So this is... We we thought of an idea a while ago during lockdown when we had nothing to fucking talk about um, of doing like we would like predict maybe upcoming films so we we're going to pick like a comic book film a biopic and stuff like that and my one for this I actually wrote like a little description of it I wrote that there was going to be a David Bowie movie in the next five years but I thought it was going to be like some interesting casting like um, like Kate Blanchett would play uh, David Bowie or something like that oh okay. But, Anyway, here we go. Stardust is actually a real film where the trailer is out. Um, it's the journey of David Bowie um, and how he uh, decided to take on the moniker of Ziggy Stardust, hence the name of the film. Uh, so it's him after his first album and trying to find his footing in the music world and stuff like that and trials and tribulations of trying to be accepted for who he is as a person. Um Stardust 2021, because there's already a film called Stardust based off the Neil Gaiman novel. Um, I'm going to let you take this away because I've not seen this at all. So, um, Who is playing David Bowie? It's Johnny Flynn. Let's see if I've seen him in anything. He seemed to like kind of like nail sort of like the voice and like like his movements and stuff like that, but... You said, you, like, I was sharing my screen and Sam literally just saw, like, a couple of frames from it and he said, it kind of just looks like Bohemian Rhapsody again and it did give me a big Bohemian Rhapsody feel. Yeah. Um, he's in Emma, the new um, Annie Taylor-Joy, like, period piece. Vanity Fair, he seems to have done mostly TV shows up until this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, almost entirely TV shows, so... I haven't seen anything that he's in, <laughs> but he seemed okay in this, but we shall see. He's from we Johannesburg, South Africa. He did not sound South African. He definitely sounded British. Um, I love David Bowie, so I'm definitely going to check this out and see like how I feel about it from I there. Feel I like think the trailer is definitely of, worth There's been a lot of kind of these biopic style films out now. But I feel like ones that weren't Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man, I feel like the other ones have kind of fell along the wayside a little bit. Like there was the Aretha Franklin one. Well, that was actually going to be my next story. Um, yeah, that has uh, Jennifer Hudson in. That's been delayed until August 2021. That's why we haven't seen anything of it yet. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, I think that one's definitely going to be nominated for Oscars and stuff when it comes out. It's Jennifer Hudson, like... She got she did she win an award for Dream Girls? Um I can't remember. But yeah, I think she won Best Original Song, maybe. Um 
she's fantastic and she looks great in the film, but that's been delayed to August 2021 because they want to get a cinema release, which I think is to push for the awards. Yeah. Um, but last thing about Stardust, I, I think it looks good, but like you said, it looks like one of these biopics. We had a big trend of them in the early like 2010s and then they sort of fell by the wayside and then Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman came out. It seems like we're getting a load more of them now. But they're all mm-hmm. sort of paint by numbers and they don't really do anything interesting. I think the last interesting one that I saw was about... Uh, it was a pseudo-biopic about... Um, oh, his name's fucking escaped me. Uh, Bob Dylan. And that had loads of different actors playing him throughout the generations. And that had Kate Blanchett in it playing him during one of the generations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I would have liked something interesting and artistic like that one for a David Bowie film because he was one of those musicians that sort of lends himself to a really sort of like indie drama. You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's what they've gone for with this, but they've just made it... It might just be the trailer or it might just be the way it's shot and the way they're telling the story. It seems too much like Bohemian Rhapsody, which I thought was a good film, but I don't think it was the best film of the year like everyone else seems to fucking think it was definitely just not off queen. not the film that you need to see rehashed no no um between rocket man and bohemian rhapsody you would want more films like rocket man yeah yeah i do agree that uh, to be honest with you i thought both of those films were fine like no more than fine to be honest yeah i think i think i enjoyed the way they sort of like the theater behind Rocket Man, like it felt more like uh, the way you see biopics on stage and stuff like that, like Jersey Boys and stuff like that. It felt like having such a big flamboyant and musical character lended itself to having more of a musical like that, and it sort of brought more purpose to the songs instead of just like, here, let's lie about how we will rock you will it was made and stuff like that, just to try and interweave it with the narrative and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Much else in terms of trailers, or is that right? Is that it? Uh, That's it for trailers, really. I haven't seen any other trailers that really need discussing at the moment. Okay, neither have I. So let's move on to some news. So do you want to kick us off, or do you want me to kick off? Yeah, I'll go with the next one, and then I've got sort of like DCEU and MCU stuff after that. So my next one uh, is quite a big story, actually, to be fair. So it's been released now. MGM have stated that every month that No Time to Die is delayed, it's costing them an extra $1 million a month. Wow. So this is... Obviously, when films are made, they take out loans to make the film because obviously it's like like a quarter of a billion dollars and stuff like that it'll cost to make like No Time to Die. It's probably like 250 to $300 million. Um. So the interest that they're paying on the film because they haven't earned anything back from the box office yet is costing them a million each month. So if Jeez. this film doesn't come out and absolutely twat the box office, if this isn't like the standout hit when this comes out in the cinemas finally, then they are going to lose out on so much money on this Bond film. I don't think it's going to affect the franchise. Normally if something tanks and like really underperforms and makes no money back, then you don't get a sequel to it. Well, but, I've heard a lot. With of a Bond film, saying, you're always going to get another Bond film. Well, there's been a lot of like talk on the grapevine of whether or not this is something. Will this push them to release it on streaming to just get it out? Like I've seen that. Whether there or not they can just sell it off to someone to make a chunk of that money back. 
Because let's face it, one of the streaming services will put a decent offer down for... Oh, um, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Amazon or Netflix, they could start a bidding war for it, but I don't think they would earn back as much as they would if they put it in the cinema. I don't mm. think I don't think Netflix or Amazon Prime are going to earn enough from airing this movie to earn back the budget of the film, so they would have to sell it below the budget so the film's instantly lost money at that point, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. But I mean like, it's it's, uh... it's normally films with a smaller budget or a budget where they think that they might not make the full thing back in a cinema that they push it to a streamer service to try and earn more from it. Yeah, well, but everybody's but then... already got a Netflix subscription. Everyone's already got Amazon Prime. And the people that would join it for No Time to Die would probably just get a free trial membership anyway. So they need to think whether it's going to be worth it for them. Mm. Oh, well, you know, it's 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 tough, isn't it? Because like, if your film's going to cost you a million dollars every time you delay it, like for every... Oh, it's just... That it's going to be a, a flop when it comes out, and they're not going to be able to do anything about it. Well, I think I think MGM know that when this comes out, like Bond has got such a diehard fan base, and it is like Bond is like a cultural touchstone. Like I think most people see Bond films when they come out, or like buy a copy of it when it comes out on DVD and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like it it's sort of like what the MCU is now, like, people used to wait for the next Bond installment and stuff like that. I know, like, my granddad was, like, a massive Bond fan and, like, we used to go to see the Bond films together and, like, I grew up watching the Bond films with my granddad and stuff like that. Like, it's a cross-generational thing as well, so it will always make money when it comes out. It's just how much money is it... Like, like one million a month sounds like a fucking shit ton and, like, that's why the headline catches us. It's, like, a million a month... But it's only like five percent of the budget every month that it's like so it'd have to be delayed what twenty times twenty months. What was the last before... one we had? Was it Spectre? Spectre was the last one, yeah. Uh right. So the box office for Spectre was a hundred and eighty million dollars, right? So mm-hmm. at this point the budget for the budget for No Time to Die sits at 250000 But then you probably double that for marketing, because I guess that's not in there as part of the budgeting. So, How much did you say that Spectre earned at the box office? Uh, the box office was $880 million. Oh yeah, I thought I thought you said 180 million. I was like, that seems very low. I was no, about to say, no. was that like just like American domestic? Yeah, no. so it earned nearly a billion dollars. Yeah, so to be honest with you, they've not got much stress. No, I think they'll definitely earn the money back, but it is like it's crazy to think how much, and like that's just from interest, <laughs> like on a loan. Yeah, mental. I want to know how much Daniel Craig's getting paid per film. Because well, he kept saying just... like each one was his last one until they put down a new contract in front of him. He was like, "All right, yeah, I'll fucking decide to do that." Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, this is it now. <laughs> Thirty million, like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. This is it though? He's out now. That's it. He's gonna he's just out. do knives out for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, he's out from Bond, but he, his knives are in with <laughs> knives in and out. <laughs> okay, that that was like my last story before we just hit like the superhero bubble. Okay, so have um... you got anything? No, I've just got a little bit of uh, Marvel DC stuff as well. Um, 
So, I mean, do you want to talk about the big casting? Oh, hang on, before we move on to that, um, I don't think we covered it last time, but obviously we talked a little bit about uh, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake for the <laughs> Uncharted movie. Yep. Um, now, Mark Wahlberg has a moustache for his character. Yeah, he's playing Sully. We've also seen the first look of what his shirt's going to look like. It's very much a Sully shirt. Yeah, uh, but at but first yeah, he so didn't he have shared... a moustache, and now he has a moustache. Yeah, he shared his mustachioed upper lip. I think he looks surprisingly good with the mustache. Um, well, I wasn't—I kind of wasn't expecting them to give him a mustache because I was like, Matt Wahlberg doesn't normally have a mustache. Like, I thought it was going to look very weird, but it turns out it actually looks all right. Yeah, I mean, it's a mustache, so everyone looks okay in a mustache. Yeah. Um, also, the, there was one other trailer that we should probably talk about here. Um, the the Halloween Kills trailer. Uh oh yeah 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 we'll talk about this quickly. You can talk about it now because you know something about the Halloween franchise. I know a little <laughs> bit about the Halloween franchise. Maybe we should talk about that on the Halloween episode. Maybe we've already talked about it on the Halloween episode, Chris. I thought that, but I was like, no, would it would it would it fit? Uh, we've got to make decisions now. Maybe we talk. No, maybe we skim. It's a very short trailer, to be honest. Yes, yeah, because I was thinking it would be weird if we talk about. If we talked about the trailer for the third one and then talk about the first two, <laughs> it just seems like a weird order. So we can cut this out. So. <laughs> no, we'll keep make it, it in. seem seamless. No, we'll keep it in and not seem seamless. We're an organic <laughs> podcast, Chris. We're an organic <laughs> podcast. We don't edit. We don't edit because we don't edit and I can't be bothered editing. Okay. We're not like those professionals over at the Get Real Gaming podcast that edit. <laughs> We started out like that, and then we were like, nah, let's just fucking roll with it. We're 47 okay, right. episodes in, Chris, and I'm not going to start re-editing now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. right Halloween Kills trailer. Sam. Right. Uh, uh, there's a there's an article here by Screen Rant of 19 secrets and story reveals. And like we discovered before this podcast, none of them are story reveals at all. An empty street is not a big selling point well, of the film. I'm going to be <laughs> honest right now. If we're going to spend any more than 60 seconds on this trailer, then we're talking about this trailer for too long. In a nutshell, Michael Myers isn't dead. He's alive. He's got a burnt mask and he's killing more people. There you go. That's yeah. it. Summed so, up. Done. No. So the things that I wanted to talk about was the returning cast was... All I wanted to talk about, really, from this. So we're getting a load of returning characters from the original film, which Sam now knows. Um, so we're getting Lindsay Wallace, we're getting uh, Marion Chambers, and we are getting, what's his name, Tommy, what was his surname? Tommy Doyle. We're getting back from the original. So these are the two kids that uh, Laurie looks after and the nurse from the beginning of the film when Michael Myers escapes. Um, it's kind of crazy that we're getting all these characters back now in this one film. So they are full on like tying this back into all the previous films and stuff like that, bringing back the things that worked from the original. Um, it looks like Tommy is out for vengeance as well. He's got a baseball bat. He seems to be going after Michael in some way. Um, but Michael is also chasing down um, Lindsay and Marion. So is he trying to tie up loose ends? Is he using them to try and find uh, Laurie Strode again? Uh, and her family, obviously, now he seems like he's got a vengeance on the whole family. He's got um, a vengeance on everybody, and that's what I learned from watching Halloween. Is, <laughs> is, is, is that's that's what's going on? He's and I'll just be honest a with you, completely unmotivated killer. That's what makes him so scary. 
And to be honest with you, I'm probably never going to watch this unless we do an episode again for it because I would. We're never definitely ch- going to do an episode. I on would it. Never it comes choose, out at Halloween next year. I would never choose to watch a horror film, Chris. <laughs> I didn't have a choice in those ones that I watched. I had to watch them. I'll pay for your cinema ticket. No, thank you. <laughs> if right, the cinemas we... <laughs> are reopened back then, <laughs> can we move on to the next news stories? Because I'm very yes, excited yes, to talk about some then. casting and some Marvel DC bits and bobs. So. Marvel stuff. Okay, sh- should we start off with DC? No, start off with DC because there's a lot more Marvel stuff. Okay. Marvel's like a big subject in it. Right. So in terms of DC stuff, so the first thing that I saw today was that there's a potential that Suicide Squad 3 is definitely possible. Uh, that's what James yes. Gunn had said. So this is just on the ru- rumor mill. But this is like, when they refer to it as Suicide Squad 3... I thought Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one, was a reboot. But then obviously it's still going to have rick flag and harley quinn and the characters are still the same so is it a reboot or is this a sequel and is it's... then the other one going to be another sequel why do people call it a reboot chris i've got so many questions chris so, i just don't know so i think james described it as being like a pseudo reboot like it does follow on but it's not a direct continuation so it's not a reboot do you get what i mean no it's not a reboot it they they said it was like a soft reboot so it's like you keep in certain elements. It was like Halloween 2018 was a soft reboot. It was a sequel to the original, but it's got rid of all the shit stuff in between. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like this is like dropping the characters that didn't work, dropping the whole Enchantress storyline and um, uh, the Joker and everything like that. It's picking up. It's sort of like probably forgetting about Birds of Prey as well. It's so like what picking up in its own. Like it's keeping the parts of it that worked, like Harley Quinn. Rick Flag, unfortunately, is not keeping Will uh, Will Smith's Deadshot, but then it's bringing in all the new aspects that they want. So it's it's a reboot, as in it's a completely fresh take on the team, but it's keeping some elements from the original. So what you're saying is it's the Suicide Squad, but good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the Suicide Squad that we were asking for, by the looks of it so far, anyway. Uh, right, so all the bits and bobs from the TV front is that we've got a look at some bits from DC Titans, which, to be honest, have you watched Titans? Season three. Have you been watching I have. I've seen, I've seen uh, the full two seasons. Uh, I gave up after season one, but we've got a look at Red Hood anyway. Uh, it looks pretty all right. Mask looks a bit weird. Looks a bit, um, uh, looks a bit it, wide, if you're asking me. It looks like, well, I think that's how a mask would actually have to be to fit over somebody's head and let them be able to breathe. Because... The Red Hood mask in the comic books is normally just like the size of a head. So it's like that guy, like Jason Todd must just not breathe or not move his face at all because it's like so tight. Looks yeah. like he's literally just like putting a piece of like like silicone over his face and it's just forming to his face. So it actually looks like it could have somebody's head inside of it. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it looks good, but I really disliked the actor that was playing Jason Todd. Well, not so much the actor. I, I just think Titans doesn't understand its characters at all. It's dark and broody. It's just It just doesn't understand the fundamentals of any of the characters that it does. And Teen Titans is one of my favourite comic book properties. Like It's like, for DC, it's Wonder Woman, Flash, Superman and Titans. Oh, like Chris, my four things that I always Chris. read. Yep. Fuck Batman. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, oh, it just... They just don't understand any of the characters. The writing in it is god awful. But yeah, like and 
Deathstroke was so shit in season two, especially after Manu Bennett's Deathstroke on um, on Arrow, which was like season two of Arrow with Deathstroke was the yeah. best season that we had of a DC TV show ever. Yeah, Manu Bennett like, was like key Deathstroke. Uh, so it's like we know it can be good. Like we know these characters can work well because we've seen them in other forms, but it just slates them completely. Like. They clearly went for this dark and broody thing, but it didn't work at all. And that's not what like the core fundamentals of these characters are. That the the good people like trying to stand on their own two feet and they're like, "Fuck Batman! I am who I am because of Batman." But fuck Batman! I'm gonna kill everybody. It's like fucking everyone's just a moody bastard. It's, oh, it doesn't work. Donna Troy gets killed off in season two as well. Like the only character that was somewhat like her comic book counterpart, they killed off. Oh, it's oh, uh, it's terrible. Oh it's such a bad show. It's such a bad show. But so, I'll what did you think of, of Batgirl then? Oh, Batwoman. Batwoman. Sorry, Batwoman. So this is the recast of Batwoman after Ruby Rose has left. Um, what did I'll you be honest, think? I of didn't Batwoman. watch a single episode. The costume looks great. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty much the same costume, only now she's got her own hair instead of the the Ruby Rose long red wig, uh, which was pretty much straight out of the comic books. I think mm-hmm. it looks good, but I haven't seen the show, and I don't know... I don't think I've seen anything this actress has done before. So the jury's still out on that one at the moment with me. You have to watch some more Batwoman and find out. I, I, think, I think the Batwoman costume looks amazing, though, and they've pretty much just use the same costume so mm-hmm. they've got that going for it <laughs> they certainly do certainly do um uh, there was the yeah there's one more bit of dc news as well have you seen that the Zack snyder justice league has started filming uh I, i'm sorry so uh Zack snyder shared a photo on what's the platform that he uses Vivo. oh vero Vero, Vivo, the old music uh, YouTube network. <laughs> um, Vero, he shared a shot on Vero of his new um, film slate. It's got uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, but it's got like a weird symbol in the middle, which kind of, to me, looked a bit like a communist symbol, that, like a hammer and single. Uh, that sickle. is actually his production company symbol. Right, okay. I I thought it was going to have something to do with Zack Snyder, but it kind of looked a bit like Hammer and Sickle to me for a minute, and I was like, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I saw that and thought the same thing, to be fair. But they've started the reshoots. Um, filming has started. Um, who is it that's not returning for reshoots? Is it Henry Cavill again? And maybe Ben Affleck? Who knows, eh? <laughs> well, look, I can't keep They're actually with the filming new cut. scenes, which is really interesting. Yeah, I just can't keep up with the Snyder cut. You know what? We'll we'll cover it as of when, but let's just let's just wait for the bloody thing. It's going to be exciting when it does drop, though. We've, yeah. and we talked about it to death, but they are now filming new scenes. We weren't sure if they were going to get a budget to refilm or just re-edit and revoice over, but they are. They've got the actors on set. They've got uh, Ray Fisher in his mocap. So we you know. shall see. Have you got anything else DC related? No. Or are we just on to onto Marvel? Because there's a lot of Marvel. Hopefully someone will get their goddamn money back from Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dracula, give me my goddamn money, you nerd. 
So Oscar so, Isaac is in heavy talks to be playing Moon Knight. So uh, places are now like saying that it's confirmed, but I still haven't seen like full confirmation from them. I think Vanity Fair might have said that it was almost confirmed, and Vanity Fair don't normally put stuff out unless it is confirmed. Mm. Um, so I think, like you said a couple of weeks ago, you don't normally hear casting like this unless it is true. Um, Marvel don't normally let things slip through the cracks unless it's real. Um, I mean, it's he's credited credited as it on IMDb now. Well, but IMDb is also an open platform where anybody can really edit stuff uh, like that. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, uh, but I think this is amazing casting. I know we spoke when Moon Knight was first announced, and I feel like one of us might have tossed around Oscar Isaac's name because we yeah. are massive fans of him. I mean, I think it was Keanu Reeves, Shia LaBeouf, and then we've landed with Oscar Isaac, and I think Oscar Isaac is an incredible casting for Moon Knight. Oh, he's so good. Like every film, they like. I'm I'm feeling like, you know, like Ex Machina, how it like he, he's like really charming and then dark and sinister, and then just like outright like cracked in the head and stuff like that. I feel like that would work perfectly for Moon Knight. Yeah, like the Mart Spectre character having all these multiple personalities and being possessed by an uh, ancient Egyptian god and stuff like that. I feel like it would work so fucking well. And Oscar Isaac just plays like, like when I watched Annihilation. So like mild spoilers for Annihilation, but like you don't know whether like the character that you're seeing of him is him or maybe this like other version of him. Like he seems to have come back from this mission different from how he was. Um, you, this is all in the first five minutes so it's not major spoilers, it's minor spoilers but the way he plays that character like seems like a really interesting like way of being like you know how like, somebody is like maybe they go a bit blank when they're in between personalities and stuff like that and like trying to figure out his own mind and stuff like mm. he's such a fucking good actor he can literally do anything Mm. He's gonna be so fucking good, and it's just like it's just added some like big chops to this season now as well. Uh, um, what other MCU news did we get? So, well, one other interesting thing about uh, Moon Knight is that all the new Disney Plus shows, all the um, all the showrunners and directors and writers are actually sitting in on the writers' rooms of the other shows to make sure everything's coherent and maybe some crossover. I think that's where we're gonna sort of land it tying it into the rest of the MCU, which is really interesting. Um, so next, uh, I'll do a couple small ones and then I'll do a big one and then a couple small ones. So, <laughs> so it's you're going to do a couple now. of small ones, a big one, and then another couple of small ones. And, and then another big one at the end. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we, we are 50 minutes in and we are not on yeah, the main topic yeah, yet. Yeah, we'll do it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, Matthew McConaughey wanted to play the Hulk. He now, was the this, one that. Now, like, is this an actual? Is this actually a news story, or is this actually just something that people say? Oh, he tweeted something, or he said something in an interview once, and it means that he wanted to play the Hulk. So this was in a, an interview because um, we know how much uh, we hate so, things some... on a certain particular movie news website that <laughs> that just tries to get a story out of anything. So if I see this on this particular news website. <laughs> No, this is from the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. Oh, um, okay. 
where they interviewed Matthew McConaughey and they were like, so you never got your chance to play Bruce Banner, right? And he was like, no, he didn't. So like he he was pushing to play uh, Bruce Banner. I'm not sure in which iteration because it isn't made clear. I think it was when Edward Norton was up for the role. Um, But Marvel passed on him for Edward Norton. I think that was just before Matthew McConaughey's like resurgence, you know, with uh, uh, Dallas Buyers Club and stuff like that. Uh, I think it was before the, the McConaughey Renaissance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that imagine what a Matthew McConaughey Bruce Banner could have been like. Uh, That's kind I of don't weird, know, you know. Right? Um, I th- I think it would have been great, but like that. It's I mean, just it's Matthew McConaughey. Mark... It would have been. Right. It's Matthew McConaughey. It's going to be good, but. He would have loved taking a shirt off for it anyway. We know that. I don't much. know whether it would have just been a bit strange. Like, could you imagine seeing it in the. Yeah, but MCU like Edward moment? Norton's Hulk was a bit strange seeing Edward but Norton he, playing the He Hulk. also wasn't in the MC, like the proper MCU. No. Yeah. So. Got to be cast by that point. Yeah. I think the uh, Mark Ruffalo Hulk is probably yeah. quite spot on. Yeah, he is. Um, so. Next big one, Spider-Man 3 has started principal photography now. Everybody has touched down in Atlanta to start shooting. Uh, um, Tom Holland revealed this on his Instagram. Literally, the day after he finished shooting uh, Uncharted, he flew back to Atlanta and landed there, got his script and everything, and he was reading through, ready to start principal photography. Then the day after, we got headlines that Zendaya has landed, uh, ready to start shooting. And now we've got Jacob Betelon who plays Ned, he's revealed his new look as well. So uh, he was like a larger fella. And he revealed a while ago that he was like on like a massive health kick and stuff like that. And we've seen that lately, but like he is like proper like change. So this is like a whole new look that they're going for for Ned. I feel like maybe it's going to play into his character. Like maybe he's getting like um, like... A, a bit more popular maybe maybe he's like feeling a bit more confident he's willing to step out on his own you saw him at the end of homecoming he was like wielding a weapon like trying to like defend his friends and stuff like that so i think we're going to see like a nice arc from him from being like trying to be the guy in the chair as he called himself in the first one to then trying to find his own identity other than just spider-man's friend you know what i mean so i think like this whole like body transformation might play into the way that they're playing the character arc as well and it I, I feel like it could be really interesting also just like good on the guy for like like taking the opportunity during lockdown and stuff to like get active again and looking after his health and everything you know it'd be kind of crazy you know because what? um we're getting obviously multiverse madness happening in this film we assume oh yeah uh would it be interesting like there's a really old comic book origin for ned ned's character uh, where he yeah. actually plays the Hobgoblin. Oh yeah, that's where his name originated from, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. So wouldn't it be Ooh. really cool if there were if he was like slimming down? I'd, obviously, you know, there's not absolutely props to him anyway. But wouldn't it also be cool if he was like slimming down for the role of playing uh, a Hobgoblin in one of these many universes? That would be really interesting. Like and like that would just... be good. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. Because we bloody that. we bloody know how they like to pull from uh, old origins and yeah, and link link people together without it having to be a completely different person. They'll sometimes <laughs> slam a existing character with another character, and rather than doing two different people, if you get me. So 
Yeah. I also saw um, a headline the other day. I think it was just sort of like a think piece maybe, or like, you know, like the the Roos Loombas or whatever the fuck I said last week. Excuse me? Loose Rumors, Roos Loomers. Roos Loomers. <laughs> Roos Loomers. I think Roos Loomers was on, was on the bandwagon again, bringing out his bullshit statements. <laughs> um, I saw like a statement saying that... Um, Marvel were toying around with the idea of getting other actors in to play major lead roles in um, Multiverse of Madness as, like, cameos. So, you know, when they were casting for Iron Man, there was um, Tom Cruise was apparently in the running and stuff like that. So, like, getting these other actors in that could have possibly played them for the Multiverse of Madness just for, like, cameos and stuff. That was a rumour that I heard, but I think that was just a think piece with, like, a Roos Loomba. <laughs> a loose, <laughs> I like a how this is becoming a thing. Yeah, like like that. That's what we're gonna say from now on when something's probably ninety nine point nine percent bullshit, but it, it made it to the headline. Yeah, a roost loomer. <laughs> also, so the next headline. This is the last small one before the next big one. Um, Marvel's Blade was a TV show before Mahershala Ali was cast. So this was meant to be a Disney Plus series. But then once they got Mahershala Ali in Caster's Blade, they were like, this guy can hold his own Oscar winner. Let's push it for the big screen now. Yeah, and what a better time to do it, eh? I I think I think it would have been cool seeing like ten hours of him over like a series playing Blade and stuff, but Blade's probably going to get a new trilogy or something like that with an actor like this, so we'll still get like those 10 hours or something with the character. Yeah. So I think this is so cool. If they give it the big screen budget as well, I love the old Blade movies. Like, I really fucking do. Like, that was like my fucking goth childhood right there. <laughs> my emo phase. Like, the, it, was, it was not a phase, mom. But like, Blade yeah, was just like so fucking. fucking dope. And with an actor like this and with the MCU backing behind it, Man, it's got to be good, <laughs> hasn't it? It's got to so be, I'm so yeah. glad it's a film now instead of a TV series. Although, uh, the uh, Vision looks great. But, I mean, like, it's a film now. Can Come I on, guess man. what Come your on. big next big story is going to be? Uh, it depends. Are you looking in our uh, episode notes? Uh, no, I'm not looking okay. in the episode notes. Go on, then. So, Get, um, guess I'm what guessing. the next story is. Is it the Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman's character is going to wield Molnir in the new film. That's not my big news, but that was another maybe little bit of news I was thinking about tossing in. Okay, what's your big news then? Okay, well, let's talk about this quickly. So, we knew that she was going to take on the moniker of Thor in... Uh, Love and Thunder, that was announced by Taika Waititi at Comic-Con last year, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And he on stage passed a Mjolnir, so we assumed that was what was going to happen because uh, at the end of Endgame, Thor wasn't wielding Mjolnir anymore. He had Stormbreaker. So it allows somebody else to then, if they are worthy of lifting Mjolnir to get the powers of Thor, like we saw Captain America with it. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing loads of theories flying around of, like, so... In the comic books when Jane Fonda, uh, Foster, not Jane Fonda, the actress, Jane Foster becomes Thor, um, she has cancer and whenever she turns into Thor, Mjolnir eradicates any impurity from her body so it gets rid of the chemotherapy so her cancer is constantly progressing and she can't get treatment for it. There's rumours circulating that they might be twisting that to make it 
like I don't know if it's more tragic or less tragic like the fact that she chooses to decline her own health and undo her chemo every time to save people is kind of like tragic but there's rumors flowing around that maybe Milner is the one causing the cancer instead so it's kind of the same thing that every time she wields it she's going to make herself more ill to save people and I think that would be a really interesting thing to do like either way they play it if they bring that storyline into it it's going to bring some real gravitas into the MCU like it's going to be a really hard-hitting story that we haven't seen yet yeah it's like a bit like Iron Man constantly clicking the infinity gauntlet when it's in his hand but not <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be like iron man 2 like removing oh well iron man 3 finally gets rid of the um arc reactor in his chest isn't it like yeah like he, he knew that using the suit and using the arc reactor would eventually like kill him but at the moment it was saving him and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it, it's it's somebody willingly essentially giving their own life to save the greater good and stuff like that so i think We've seen with like um, Jojo Rabbit and stuff like that, uh, Taika Waititi can do really poignant moments and really deep storytelling and emotional story beats yeah. while still being surrounded by all these other elements. So I think in a franchise that's so crazy as the Thor franchise is now, like with Ragnarok being so outlandish and stuff, I feel like it'll kind of be like, as long as they play it right, it could be a really good way of introducing like these harder hitting like stories into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I I feel like it'll be lighthearted enough, but then they could bring the tone down to like make these moments hit harder, probably in contrast to the mm. comedy. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So my last piece of news is that Shang-Chi is wrapped filming. That's the big one. Shang-Chi is now wrapped. We talked about it last week. They were filming in Chicago. Um, But they've wrapped filming and they've confirmed. uh, They've put out a statement saying that they had zero cases of COVID on any of the cast or crew or anything like that. They were able to finish production completely safely. Everybody's gone home to the family's happy, which is nice to hear with all the trouble that we're hearing from Batman and stuff like that. But, I mean, what's also good is that we've not, seen much behind the scenes of this so hopefully a lot of what we'll see when it comes out will be from the trailer rather than seeing like really crap behind the scenes photos or like set photos or anything like that well that's normally the biggest thing is like people snapping photos near the set or something isn't it like we had the time travel suits and stuff like that spoil from endgame and like Mm. people then started to theorize with stuff because like that was still when it was kind of like related to Bath and stuff like that. Um, so like it was just enough behind the scenes information because we had Cap wearing his old 2012 Avengers suit, didn't we, and stuff. It was like yeah. enough information that we were able to unravel the story and stuff like this. Whereas, mm-hmm. like you said, with Shang-Chi, we've had nothing really except for I was throwing around some theories last week, but nothing's confirmed. Like it's just we've had a bus on a street being cut in half. That was it. Like, that's, like, going to be, what, 10 seconds of a film? Like, so the fact that, like you said, it's so much under wraps is, like, kind of refreshing. Yeah. I think lockdown might have helped with that because, obviously, less people are going out and stuff like that. It's a good point. It's a good point. Right, Chris, we're an hour through, and we've not even spoke about The Mandalorian yet. Well. We really need to talk about The Mandalorian. 
because it's time for the Mandalorian. It is absolutely time for our favorite this bounty hunter. This is the way. Favorite bounty hunter? Would you say he's our favorite bounty hunter? Um, uh, I mean, he's definitely up there. <laughs> he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. Jim I mean, for, for me, it was also like Boba Fett. Well, so. I mean, oh, well, oh, well, we should assume you're listening. You're listening to this, and you have watched the Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, I was just naming my favourite bounty hunters. Like the '88s up there, Bosk is up there. You know, all the originals—they look fucking cool. Oh, you know, fucking. What about the um, the guy with like the bug face that's kind of like in the background? The droid with the bug face. Yeah, the big eyed ones. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, but I can never remember back. his name, so he's Did, he's, does not, anybody, he's not as up there. Does anybody even like Dengar? Um. Do you know what <laughs> Dengar is always really good in? Um, he's always really good in the games. Yeah, and like Dengar and his ship in the X-wing tabletop game was overpowered as fuck. Like he was the meta <laughs> for like a solid two years, but then like he he got fucked over in um, the Clone Wars. He was like in one shot in the Empire Strikes Back and stuff like this. Dengar's a bit naff in all the visual media, but then in the games, he's always overpowered as fuck. Somebody explain it to me. And the <laughs> like hilarious take thing a Z-less is, character. What the hell happened to Dengar for him to end up like he did in the Rise of Skywalker? Eh? Because <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's a downward spiral if ever I've seen one. Dengar and the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, the uh, in the can- oh, you know this. Come on, the in the can where you see John Williams. Uh, one of the <sighs> you need to type it in. Right. Anyway, let's let me introduce the Mandalorian. You have a quick look. So we've got the first episode of season two of the Mandalorian. We're obviously going to talk full spoilers about all of this because we've just got huh? off the back of watching it because it is a good time um yeah so have you checked out dengar uh yeah i did not realize that was dengar in the rise of skywalker yeah that's uh, how, how, apparently dengar like uh I, that is like really fucked up like he's more droid than man at that point like i kind of was he in the credits as being dengar <laughs> maybe I mean, it's just another guy called dengar <laughs> no okay so let me tell you this his name's rothgar deng Okay, which is let me just uh, let me let me summarize this. I boy. think I think people are like jumping through hoops to figure out that this is Dengar. You no, know no, I mean? no, 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 no. So when you look at it, look at the character. His name's Rothgar Deng. That Rothgar Deng, right? Yeah, Dengar. Also, um, <laughs> Rothgar is an old, experienced Karelian bounty hunter who is likely operating under an alias he has also been subjecting himself to cybernetic replacements uh, in a poorly planned bid to live and work forever as age began slowing his reflexes blah 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 it is definitely Dengar <laughs> that's like James Bond using a pseudonym of Bond James like Look, Chris can we talk about the Mandalorian <laughs> anyway, now yeah, please <laughs> yeah I just don't think it's Dengar I think people are stretching <laughs> right Mandalorian. <laughs> Are you going to talk about the Mandalorian? <laughs> I was waiting for you to talk about it. You, you, you were talking. I'm still trying to process. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this episode is really good. 
Um, it's one of the strongest start. Like I think this was a really, really strong start. You got a little bit of everything throughout this whole episode. Um, good to see a lot of the stuff in this episode we didn't actually see in the trailers. Maybe like the first five minutes we've seen in trailers, and then the rest of it we had no idea about. Yeah. Um, really good looks at a lot of legends stuff in here, and then a lot of oh, a yeah. lot of callbacks. So, uh, should we talk about the legends stuff first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we, we were saying throughout this, like these are some like deep cuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So let me th- think. So some of the legends bits that we saw, um, you see. Well, it's not really a Legends thing, but you get Cobb Vanth in this. Um, Played by play- um, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. Uh, Cobb Vanth was actually in the Aftermath series of books, um, the Chuck Wendig books that came out yep. just before uh, The Force Awakens, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and Cobb Vanth is the uh, Tatooine native that managed to scavenge Boba Fett's armor from the Sarlacc pit. Um, yeah. In this, it kind of changes a little bit. He's not scavenged it. He's bought it from, well, got it from some Jawas. But, yeah, it's cool to see his character uh, on screen. And a lot of, like, the the fan art and concept art I've seen in the past for Cobb Vamp, which I can't remember where I'd seen it, but I've definitely seen it somewhere. This is pretty accurate. So, yeah. really good little portrayal. Uh, we did think when we were watching it that it dropped Boba Fett in almost straight away. And then when you see that it's just very ill-fitting armor on him because he's obviously quite tall, it was yeah. a bit like, okay, yeah, no, that can't be Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, like like straight away I was like, big money that that is not Boba Fett. But like it was so cool just like when man the camera went around mando and you just saw boba fett's armor there like you know that some people were like oh my god boba fett's back like like you know that people fell for that we didn't fall for it but we were like it's still so fucking cool to see his armor on screen and get these get these callbacks to deep lore that we know about and stuff like that and like Boba Fett's a fan favorite. We want him back in some way or another. Yeah, and we we knew all the rumors and stuff like that that came out before. I actually saw that new rock stars actually managed to piece together the fact that uh, Timothy Oliphant was playing this character and this was what was going to happen and stuff like that. So, yeah, cool. I think he played a really good part as well. But like you said, like at the beginning of this, like it's just such a good fucking episode and like. It's bringing back crate dragons as well. This mm-hmm. is like the first time we've seen a crate dragon on screen because all the other depictions of it is are now legends. Yeah, so, so the they were able to change depiction. the depiction yeah. of it a bit. So other than seeing crate dragons in things like the graphic novels and comics and concept art, uh, the only time you've ever actually seen a motion crate dragon was in the Knights of the Old Republic game when you're getting all the star maps for the. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starforge in the first Sam game. Sam is a Wikipedia on these games. If you did not know, Sam is a Wikipedia <laughs> on the Knights of the Old Republic. I, I can hardly remember anything from them because I didn't play them to completion as a kid. I love the Knights of the Old Republic. I can tell you the entire arc of both of the games. <laughs> Let me tell you about Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you got 10 hours? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. 
uh, crate dragons sick uh, even get i think little... he looks so cool we it, you said it straight away as soon as it burst out the thing it was like is it dune or dune <laughs> like it yeah. definitely looks like the giant desert worms from dune well at first i thought it was a desert worm because you do get them there's a uh, one in the jedi knight game um where you fight like a big desert Desert Worm thing. Jedi Knight or Jedi Academy? Oh, it's one of the two. I got this mixed up before. Uh, Merchant <laughs> Rescue Mission. Is it this? <laughs> Sam's going into deep, deep lore now. Like, he's pulling up the mission names and everything. I, I called it straight away. I was like, this is one of two things. It's a crate Dragon or it's a Migrating Sarlacc. Sandborough. That's what I thought Sandborough. it was. Sandborough. Yeah. But it wasn't that. But it looks like a mix between the two. Um, yeah, they definitely changed the design from the other depictions of a crate dragon that we've seen. Yeah, because the crate dragon should just look like a big, like low dragon, like not like a, when I say it's not like a Game of Thrones dragon. It's a bit more like a actually that's a wyvern, uh, like more of a dragon, <laughs> less than a wyvern, then kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones dragon is a wyvern because its wings are its front legs. Yeah, so I'm a nerd is... and I know the difference. Yeah, where this is actually. It's, it has front legs and back legs and has wings. But no wings. Well, we have. We didn't see wings on it anyway. No, I can't see. I thought the so. Dragon. So, so like dragons like a salamander or like a uh, like a komodo dragon, like a really big yeah, komodo yeah, dragon yeah. is how it should look. <laughs> a fucking massive komodo <laughs> dragon, y'all. <laughs> yeah. It, so I I started searching images of the crate dragon and what it looked like in previous depictions and stuff was sort of like you know the the creature that follows thor at the beginning of ragnarok that gets its head cut off with like the spines coming out of the head and stuff like that like it, oh, it looks more yeah. like that what a scene um yeah callback <laughs> um what an open what, what else did we get from deep lore um what planet do we think he was on at the beginning because we didn't get a name now you know what this reminded me of um it reminded lothal uh no uh maybe oh, okay maybe uh it reminded me more of the planet that you see the it's in the clone wars um at, towards the end and it's where one of the gang oh what's the, what's the gang that runs the spice mines on kessel called the the, uh, the crimson not the crimson dawn the, the um crimson. The pikes. Oh, it's the ones that the are... Pikes. Contr- yeah, the pikes. The bit where uh, Ahsoka is investigating the pikes on that planet. It reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah. See, it, it felt could, like Lothal for me, like... Because we see at the beginning, like, we see parts of the skyline and stuff. It's got, like, the tall towering buildings with sort of, like, the bits at the top. And it's got all the graffiti everywhere. And I wasn't sure if, like, the the eyes and stuff were... I'm sure there's creatures on Lothal which stalk in the night and have red glowing eyes. I feel like I remember that from... Not Lothcats. Not Lothcats, no, because they're not that sinister. Um, but I feel like you, I, I remember you. it from one of the animated shows, whether it's Clone Wars or Rebels. I feel like I remember like the creatures with the red eyes in the darkness. You know who do, does like uh, graffiti, though, who we've not seen so far? Uh, Sabine Wren? Yeah, and Ahsoka. Well, Ahsoka doesn't mm-hmm. like graffiti, but we haven't seen Ahsoka yet. But no. um, I mean, Ahsoka might like graffiti. I might just be getting my facts wrong, but you know, <laughs> maybe she's learned from Sabine in the years. Yeah, but yeah, we so we see uh, 
we see Boba right at the end of the episode. Whoa! Uh, speaking of cast members who got cast in this, and uh, yeah, wow. And we at first we were a bit like we didn't know whether he would be playing um, Boba or whether he would be playing someone like Captain Rex in this. Yeah, but or he might one may, of the other clones. He may well be playing both. To be fair, if we do see Ahsoka, yeah. But um, yeah, he looks rough, man. And he yeah. looks like he's actually no still eyebrows. Got... Yeah, well, no, yeah, no eyebrows. Uh, that Sarlacc <laughs> must have uh, done a job on his uh, on his brows, and maybe, maybe it was the crate dragon acid burnt off all his hair <laughs> and his eyebrows. <laughs> but it's cool because it looks like that cloak that he's got looks a bit like the cloak that he would have had under his armor a little bit as well. Yeah, like a bit of yeah, like his of. cape. So yeah, that that tan colored material and stuff. Yeah, but an interesting... and we know that his armor made it out of the Sarlacc pit, so. And we we find out in this that crate dragons eat sarlaks, like they they burrow underneath them and they tear them apart. So I was saying to you, like it is feasible because I know sarlaks digest over a long period of time. Like like Boba Fett could have been in there for like months or years before he actually started to like decompose and stuff like that in there. I mean, he probably would have um, died of starvation first. Well, it, it might have ate other things that he was able to eat in there, you know what I mean? Do you reckon, um, well, do you reckon we might even see a flashback to that? Because when we were I was thinking maybe. To, when we had that Cobb Van flashback, I was thinking mm-hmm. hmm, it'd be interesting if we had more of this to show where these characters kind of come from. Because it's normally yeah. something that Star Wars doesn't do. Star Wars doesn't really like... Well, it never used to really like doing flashbacks um, until, obviously, things like The Force Awakens. I think the bit where Rey touches the lightsaber was like one of the yeah, first Yeah, they're flashbacks. like Force visions, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, but more in The Mandalorian. We actually got actual flashbacks to like yeah. his childhood, and then you've got this flashback. So it, it's good because That's it what means I was that thinking. grow the arcs and grow the characters a little bit more. Which is cool. Yeah, and it's the whole thing of show don't tell as well, isn't it? Like if you show like a backstory, like we got the Mandalorian's backstory in episode one when uh, you had the invasion and the Mandalorian saving him as a kid. Mm. You got those sorts of flashbacks, even though sometimes he was talking over them. So we might have that later on, like Boba Fett explaining how he escaped, maybe. Yeah, because um, it is possible. Like if the crate dragon ripped the Sarlacc apart to eat it that he could have escaped or something like that and his armor got left behind or something. What would you do if the flashback is literally the sand crawl? Um, Jow, uh, Jabba's, uh, what was it called? Jabba's barge? Yeah, the barge. Yeah, Jabba's barge, yeah. You just see the barges just like disappear off into the distance and then the next thing you see is just that crate dragon slammed out onto the ground and just eat the sound. <laughs> Seconds later. <laughs> Seconds afterwards. And then nah, you just I'm see imagining it, but... more like, because that cave that it's living in is a Sarlacc cave, they said. So, like, that's probably, like... So the Sarlacc is underneath the sand and stuff, and then, like, round, like, the other side of a hill or something, there's a big fucking entranceway into it, and you just got, like, a giant Sarlacc worm belly in there. <laughs> I'm imagining <laughs> we just got, like, Boba Fett inside of it, like, he's, like, using his, like, flamethrower on his arm as, like, a, a light, a torch almost, and he's just sort of walking around, like, you know, the um, Pinocchio inside the whale. <laughs> <laughs> The He's just like dragon. walking around, just like, like, hmm, I'm inside a Sarlacc right now, and the Kray Dragon bursts in through the fucking wall like the uh, the Kool-Aid man <laughs> rips a chunk out, and he's like, 
I guess there's an exit over there. <laughs> or it just like then burps him out afterwards. and Yeah, yeah. It just eats half of the Sarlacc and then just burps <laughs> out Boba and he sort of tosses his armour aside because it's covered in acid and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, also, those acid effects were really fucking cool. Yeah, and I like how it wasn't over-the-top violent either because it could have looked very violent. It w- it was still sort of like PG, PG-12 like for Disney Plus sort of action it's like even when he was stabbing guys with a vibro blade and stuff like that like you saw the knife go in but there was no blood or anything like that mm-hmm. uh, a couple of little nods you get a cob van speeder has a part of anakin's uh speeder mm. from phantom menace on it yeah we, uh, we were busy talking about um the armor and stuff like that and i can't remember who it was it was like isn't he using part of a pod racer and i was like oh my god that is actually anakin's pod racer <laughs> yeah um, proper scavenger like Tatooine stuff like make whatever you can from whatever you can. You've got the famous ice ice cream machine that is carrying a load of crystals. Yep. Uh, you've got the crate dragon pearl, which, if I'm being a real nerd, um, <laughs> the only time you ever deepest seen a, lore. Yeah, the only time you've ever seen a crate dragon pearl is again in Knights of the Old Republic, and it's used as a lightsaber part. Which is kind of cool, but I mean, the crate dragon pearl is absolutely massive. So that when you think about it in the game, and it's like got this pearl, and it's like you assume it's like this tiny little thing. It's like, uh, yeah, probably just maybe a shard of it goes into a lightsaber. But that's just yeah. me being a big nerd. Don't worry about. Yeah, me. they just take like a little bit, you know, like mother of pearl to put on like guitar trims and stuff like that. Like they just like carve a bit out of the crate dragon pearl for each lightsaber to give it like a pearlescent handle or something. Yeah, and then you get a lot of really funny bits with the Tuscan Raiders as well. Like, yeah, it's a good good look at the Tuscan Raiders because obviously it's, it's a humanizing look of them almost, isn't it? Like... Yeah, it's weird because the rest of the films just make them look like they're just creatures like they're just savage like bandits aren't they yeah but this makes them more like a people which is probably right because i mean you probably would see these and then freak out straight away but to be fair like it it is a pretty solid rendition of what you would what um tuscan raiders would be like it's like how even though anakin takes them out in episode two they still talk about like kids uh, the children and the 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 women the women and the children so it makes you realize that they are still like a race and they they are they are a species nonetheless i liked the callback as well when so they're getting attacked by those like iguana dog things um which remind me of some of the creatures that you have to fight in the games you know like the smaller versions of what they fought in episode two and stuff Mm -hmm. um sort of reminded me of that but um Mando comes out and gives like a big old cry sort of thing, like to scare the dogs down, like to calm him down. It kind of reminded me of Obi Wan doing the crate dragon scream yeah. in Episode Four. That was a nice little callback. He's using that to scare away Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders are scared of crate dragons. We know that. Yeah, well, not that scared apparently. Oh. Scared enough that they just sort of feed it panthers and you're like, you eat and sleep and leave me alone, please. Did um did you have the same feeling when you saw that banther loaded up with explosives the first time and think, yeah, they're just gonna put that banther out and then yeah. they're gonna get that get him to eat that banther. 
Yeah. And then you saw him bury it all the explosives, and I'm thinking, hang on, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you got such an easier way. Like, like you say he likes to eat banthers, just like make it eat the bantha full of explosives. Like the obvious route was to get him to eat the bantha full of explosives rather than burying it and then trying to lure it out. <laughs> and also, trebuchets are in Star Wars. That was interesting. Yeah, big old big old blister, not trebuchet. Yeah. yeah. A trebuchet is like a catapult. Yeah. yeah, they're the things you see in Lord of the Rings, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I was like, sorry, what, actual propulsion-based weapons instead of all laser fire? Like, even, <laughs> like, the old tatty old muskets that the sand people have, like, shoot lasers, but now they're just actually using, like, a giant bow and arrow? Just yeah, using a giant ballistic? Throw the old laser grenades. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, what do you th- where do you think we go now? Speaking of weaponry, sorry, just to put in... Fucking, um, whatever his name that Timothy Charlemagne, uh, Timothy Charlemagne, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant played. I can't, his character's name is not sticking in my head right now, so I can't remember it. Using the actual rocket on the back of fucking Boba Fett's armor, like the action figure did, which Boba Fett never used. Uh, I mean, you said it best when we were watching it. I was uh, like, is he gonna, he's got it. Please tell me he's got it. Oh, I mean, that was such a cool moment for me. Cobb Vanth used Boba Fett's Hard armor enough. and abilities more than what Boba Fett used in two <laughs> Literally films. Literally, did he used the flamethrower? He used everything. Like he, he used the jetpack. He did use like, the jetpack of his own free uh, will. <laughs> yeah, not just being fired off the fucking barge. Yeah. That did make me laugh though when um, when the Mando just bashed his fucking jetpack to make him go flying out the way. <laughs> Where do you think we back. go? Where do you think we go in the next episode? So we know he's still on Tatooine. He's going back with the armor. He needs to pick up his ship and stuff like that. And we know that um, Boba Fett. We're assuming it's Boba Fett. It's what he's credited as on IMDb, but he didn't get named as Boba Fett in the credits. I think, so I think it's pre- still assuming. Yeah, I think it's yeah. pretty obvious. I think you, you can't least... bring back the armor in. Uh, Tamira Morrison in the same episode and it not be Boba Fett. I no, think. I, I think what you're probably going to find is that he is 100% playing Boba Fett. It's just he could then be playing somebody else as well. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe he'll hide the name Boba Fett for a bit. Um, but I reckon that now he knows that there's another Mandalorian on Tatooine and he's got his armor He'll be looking to get that back, so I reckon he's going to track him down in um, Mos Eisley or Mos Espa, wherever he ends up, before he leaves the planet. Because uh, uh, the Mando's looking through the Mandalorians, isn't he? So, do you reckon we get a confrontation between those two in the next episode? Do you reckon they do it that fast? Because you've still got Ahsoka and Sabine and Bo Katan to introduce throughout this. See, because I think those characters are going to be more integral to the story. Like, they're the ones that are going to propel the narrative forward, I think, a lot more than maybe Boba Fett is. Um, I think Boba Fett was, like, something to set up at the beginning of the series and something to tie back. Maybe we're going to bring Boba Fett into actually being a Mandalorian now because he's he's never really been a Mandalorian, has he? Like, he was raised by his dad, but... Uh, Django Fett used to take the helmet off and everything like that, and he wasn't necessarily a Mandalorian in the true sense of it. No. Um. So we know, uh, and we know that Boba Fett wasn't raised with the rest of the Mandalorians and the the younglings. The, the what are they? Foundlings? Are they called? 
Um, well, he was raised on a cloning facility, wasn't he? Exactly. So. Like, he was a clone of him. Like, So maybe this is um, him and Mando are going to find the rest of the Mandalorians together in the first couple episodes, and then his story might sort of be sidelined, while then we have Bo-Katan and Ahsoka trying to help him rehome Baby Yoda. What do you reckon? Do you reckon we get an honourable sacrifice from Boba Fett at some point? Because we haven't seen him in anything past this. Yeah, but I feel like they're putting in so much effort into bringing him back in such a cool way that we can't just like get rid of him straight away at the same time. Like I feel like they're bringing him back so that they can work him into stuff because we know that everything that comes out now is all canon. So they, I feel like they might want to use Boba Fett in mm. canon now. Mm-hmm. So maybe they keep him around for a little bit and we don't see him dying this season. Um, mm. Yeah. But I, I reckon like he might sort of like step away in like episode three or four from the rest of the series. Maybe he'll come back at the end for the final conflict. Yeah, maybe it's like uh, he goes off and does his own little thing for a bit and then comes yeah, like, back and um, helps him out against Moff Gideon or whatever. Yeah, like um, Bill Weathers' character in season one. Yeah, um, yeah. Like yeah. He, he was there for the first couple episodes when they're dealing with the Bounty Hunters Guild and then he comes back at the end. Well, I hope you're all very excited listeners for us to become a Mandalorian podcast until Christmas. <laughs> also, Also, like... Guys, what do you think is going to be like the next big reveal in the next episode? So we were guessing before the episode started what main character we were going to see in this one. And we said like it's probably going to be like... I thought Bo-Katan was going to be the first one. But we said whoever it is, it's just going to be like the back of them. It's going to just be like a teaser of them. And then we kind of got that with Boba Fett when he turned around. So what do you guys think the next big reveal is? Who's going to be the next character that we see in episode two? Is it going to be Ahsoka? Is it going to be Bo-Katan? I'm so glad we saw a bit of Boba's face, you know. I'm so glad. Yeah, I think the fact they turned around and was just like... Because anybody that knows will be like, holy fucking shit. Especially if they don't keep up to date with like the rumour mill, like we obviously do. But like, I know plenty of people who are into Star Wars and stuff like that, but they don't... like They're the older generation, so they don't follow everything online. When they see that, they're going to be like, Hold on a fucking minute. Hold on a fucking minute. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Boba yeah. Fett, Django Fett? What? Because these people wouldn't have seen the... Uh, wouldn't have thought about whose feet were they in episode one. You know what I mean? Like, who were tracking down the... Um... In, like, episode six or something. Yeah, Picking when up, he was last on Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, also that... that that makes me think it, if that was meant to be Boba Fett's boots, then was that whatever his name is? Was he was picking that Cobb Vanth? Yeah. No, maybe Which it wouldn't was... really make sense for his character arc. Well, what we know of his character now. I mean, was so he wearing like... the boots or was he just wearing the helmet, chest armor? Oh, maybe Boba's still got his own boots because <laughs> he was wearing like a longer cloak. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe he just kept the boots. Maybe he was like. Yo, these are some fresh kicks, you know what I mean? Ain't giving Boba. up these. Like, the rest of the armour, fuck it. Like, <laughs> Hashtag Boba Boots. Boba Boots confirmed. <laughs> Hashtag who's in the boots. <laughs> who's in the boots. 
Right, that's what the, are those? Who's are those? That is probably the best place for us to leave off this week. <laughs> so yeah, let us know what you thought of Mandalorian season two. What's your theories for season two? Let us know what would you like to see. Uh, yeah, um, who are you most excited to see as well? Like, which character are you most excited to see? What happens with Boba? Are you most excited to see how they introduced Ahsoka? Yeah, let us know. Um, other than that, you can check us out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at GetRealPod, and you can drop us an email at our email address, GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a sister podcast called Get Real Gaming. Make sure you check out Richard and Lawrence's podcast. It's all about everything to do with gaming news, new games, and reviews. Uh, Chris- I think their second episode was really good. I- uh- I'm guessing you've listened to it already. Yeah. Discussion on the loot boxes and stuff like that. I thought it was like really insightful and stuff like that. I want to get on there and argue with them and play devil's advocate on some of this shit though. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, how can well, they support us and the other guys? It's so interesting. Best way to support us and our sister podcast is just share us wherever you can. Share our socials out. Share our podcast on your socials. Uh, tell a friend to listen. Tell two friends to listen. Even better. It's doubly, doubly better. Doubly is good. Um, best place to leave a rate and review, though, is if you're on Apple Podcasts, do it directly from there. Or if you've got Podchaser, if you leave a rate and review on there, it'll syndicate it to all of our other podcast distributors. Uh, that is honestly the best way that you can do it because we get reviews on all, all, on all the other podcasts. I haven't got my phone on me, but I did actually see that we had a couple of reviews on Apple Podcasts. I know they're from quite a while ago. Oh, well, I feel no. like we didn't mention them on the show, but thank you for the five-star reviews and the and the, the feedback, guys. Uh, I will tell you what we'll do is we will have a quick readout of some of these reviews on the podcast because we haven't done that before. So why yeah, we can get Apple Podcasts up on our on our laptops, yep. can't we? Apple yeah, Podcasts so. get um, real. Just before we do, I just want to take a second to remind everyone uh, because it would have probably have gone out by now. Uh, but I'm going to do a little bit of a uh, donation drive for the Movember um, charity. Yep, we will be taking part. I'm going to shave on uh, on Sunday. Oh, you shaving? Get clean. it all nice and fresh. Um, just to let you guys know a little bit about Movember, uh, Movember is a movement. They do work for mental health, suicide prevention, uh, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer. Uh, you can grow a mustache that we can you can use to raise awareness and funds. Uh, you can move from grow Movember. a mo to save a bro is the slogan that they go with. Hell yeah. You can also move for Movember, so you can run our walk up to 60 kilometers or more um, for 60 men that we lose to suicide every half hour or every hour across the world, sorry. Uh, you can host a moment or you can just mow in your own way. Um, yeah, it's a really, really good little um, little movement, basically, for raising awareness. And yeah, you can head over to Movember, just search in Get Real, and we're down as a team. Uh, and you can see me on that team with my lovely moustache that I've started to grow on my Mo space. So donations are very welcome and will be massively appreciated by the Movember charity. Thank you very much for supporting us. Do you want to read out one of these reviews then? Because I can't actually find the reviews. I've, I'm seeing five-star ratings, but I can't see the actual written reviews on it. Oh, dear. Not on the web version. I know it's on the on the phone version because I read them yesterday. Okay, right. Well, let's pull up some of these reviews then. So, um, just fill the silence for me for a second. Uh, 
Hope you're enjoying this segue before Sam finds the reviews. Isn't it funny <laughs> where your brain goes to like just start filling silences and stuff? <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know what to fucking do. I just started rambling and then I started doing a tune and it kind of reminded me of Super Mario Brothers. Also, we were talking about the Super Mario Brothers earlier because uh, John, Lu- uh, John, John, what's his name? Uh, John, the Leg- dude who plays the guy with the one eye at the beginning of Mandalorian. John, John Lucasamo is his name. Uh, yeah, he played the Cyclops in mandalorian episode one but he was in super mario brothers he played luigi and it's all full circle that's maybe why i've got super mario brothers in my head because we were talking about it like an hour ago uh, oh, man. oh here we go okay so we had a oh this was back in may chris we never read this one out oh dear yeah. uh but anyway um great podcast very fun to listen to i look forward to a new episode every time hope more dis- people discover this podcast and that was from matt p 1996 so thank you very much matt p 1996 yes appreciate it uh we had another one on there as well but we read that out a while back i remember uh, that, that was the 7th of january that was from vixen bush 87 silly educational and downright geeky epic so thank you very much vixen bush appreciate We'd it love to hear it Love We'd to hear love it. Love to hear it. Uh, that's us done for this week. Uh, make sure you uh, follow us. Check out next week's episode where we probably talk about the next episode of Mandalorian and anything else. So, yeah, we'll catch you later, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. No post amble.